You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Here at the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm Matt Michaels along with Sit and Steve Simon Street. We sent DJ Impact packing for the week, and uh, he is, I believe, somewhere between Oklahoma and Nebraska right about now. Uh, we gave him a blindfold, a sack of water, a couple of ding dongs, and uh, Twinkies, and uh, just hope he makes it back. So, uh, it's a little challenge. That's what we like to do is uh, give him a challenge every once in a while. I'm uh, sure he'll be welcomed in those areas of the United States. Very well. <laughs> Everybody loves impact. Well, see, that's it. Everyone <laughs> loves it. See, exactly. Any one of us, we'd get our ass kicked. We'd be killed with anything. Oh, I'd but... be arrested. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into this week's in wrestling right away. All right. Before we stop, Steve, what do you got going on for the highlights this week? All right. So your finals are set for the AEW World Championship Tournament. That will culminate at AEW Dynamite Grand Slam this Wednesday from Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens. It's going to be BCC versus BCC. I said at the very beginning of this tournament, right here on this show, that I, if, if I had my way for this tournament, that it would come down to Brian Danielson versus John Moxley and here we fucking go. So thank you, Tony. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, pay no attention to all of the bullshit that Matt Michaels sends in your direction. You're an all right guy. So thank you for making the match. And uh, the only thing, though, just give them some ample time on Wednesday and no fuck finishes, please. That's all that I could really ask for out of that match. Let these guys tell a great story and uh, put on a show from uh, from Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um Elsewhere, uh, by the way, um, one thing that I have to mention with that, in either of the matches that, uh, that you know, set us into this finals, there was absolutely no blood. There was no blood spilled. There's a shocker for you. I know. Um, elsewhere, uh, major newsworthy things that happened this week on Rampage. We got the challenge and the acceptance for an ROH world title match on Dynamite Grand Slam as Chris Jericho, yeah, Chris Jericho, will be facing Claudio Castagnoli for the ROH world title on what should be a very, very packed episode of Dynamite. Um, Claudio obviously should retain the title, but most of all, I'm interested to see if anything happens involving Daniel Garcia or members of either faction, quite frankly. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, very, uh, <laughs> listen, the ROH title being defended is about as useful as <laughs> right now. 
uh, just having a match between those two guys. So yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens. All right, Simon Street, what do you got? Well, for my four-way stop, uh, Raw was L-I-T, um, to say the least. I mean, you know, you got Gargano coming through, and, man, hell of a match that he had with Gable. I think that was the perfect competitor to have. Uh, those two look like they were made for each other to be in the ring because they were they, they were putting on lessons upon lessons, and it was very well to watch. You know, unfortunately, yes, we know, uh, you know, theory, Right after that, and I'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later on for my two sweep for the week. But in other parts, too, SmackDown, man, freaking Sami Zayn versus Ricochet. I mean, it's always a treat whenever you get to see Sami Zayn wrestle amongst all the other great gifts that he's bestowed on SmackDown, being the honorary Us, being able to talk great on the mic. Some people forget that he is a very well-accomplished wrestler. And we saw that with the likes of Ricochet. Not everybody can wrestle with Ricochet and look fluid in the ring. I, I, I'm just going to be honest. You either do look good or you don't. So that match was amazing. Also, to NXT celebrating their one year of great accomplishments in splash colors, watercolors galore. Uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about it, gentlemen. You know, Carmelo Hayes defending the United North American uh, Championship against Solo Sikoa. And you already know, Solo said, I got next and took it in his done deal. But it was a great match. And then last but not least, AEW, man. AEW, that uh, that that match that had with Tony Storm and Athena versus Serena Deeb and Britt Baker was really good. Those two pairing up is some magic. And Deeb looked really good. Just, you know, hopefully her mic skills can keep up with how she is in the ring. And she's a million bucks. Yeah, not not a not a horrible uh, showing there for uh, for the you know putting together two tag teams that we really don't see those guys uh, going at it uh, very much together. Uh, I I got to give a shout out to uh, Jordan Oasis on Raw getting a chance to uh, be one half of the handicap match uh, against Omos and uh, doing his job very well. Uh, Dude, the Miz, uh, wow! That that whole segment with him and Maurice, and uh, you know, having Dexter outside the house, and then when they leave him inside the house and drawing the picture, the painting of Miz and Maurice and Napoleon like garb. I mean, the shit was just just perfectly done, and uh, continues a nice little. Uh, Nice little thing they got going on there. Uh, Dominic, you know what? He held his own against Edge, which is uh, pretty surprising. Uh, now, if uh, he can find his personality, eh, maybe we'll uh, get a little something out of the kid. Uh, Gacy. Gacy keeps getting better with that character. Characters just just growing really well. But surprisingly enough, him and Grimes looked like they could actually be a pretty good tag team if they were put together. Um, so, Another situation that's uh, keep your eye on there. Uh, Jensen and Mandy backstage. Mandy, in your dreams, kid. Jensen, how did you know you're in my dreams? <laughs> One of the best fucking lines ever. Uh, you know, Samoa Joe versus Josh Woods. Great idea. Good match. Problem is this. Who the fuck is Josh Woods in the realm of anyone watching AEW? Joe looks like he is, you know, he looks like Keith Lee essentially right now so you know it, it, 
there's good things and there's bad things with that. Uh, Bailey versus Raquel was solid. And uh, how about uh, Solo versus Moss? Um, that was a pretty solid match, too. So, you know, some good stuff going on there. And uh, that all leads to uh, this week's uh, big two sweet for the week. <laughs> All right, I'll start it out very easy, and it won't take me much uh, to talk about this, and that is Solo Sokoa, new champion, North American champion, uh, fits perfectly. Um, holy shit, can you, you know, when you imagine taking someone who is, I think he's about, what, eight or nine years younger than his brothers, you know, think about that. This huge difference in time, um, he had really only about two years or so, you know, training and seasoning and essentially made it to NXT in such a quick, uh, you know, momentum that he went from, you know, just being this guy who fans kind of knew he was a noose. And then he established himself so quickly that when Hunter took over, you, you know, the guy has a fucking knack and took the talent, put it straight up there. And now he gets to walk with the guys. He fits right into the bloodline. And uh, that match was was great. Um, Carmelo Hayes, you got to give it to him. And, man, he's got big things around the corner for him, too. Um, and we still haven't seen him and Trick, you know, separate yet. So there's a lot of unfinished stuff there to go with him. So, Good stuff. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if that belt does kind of fluctuate now. That'd be kind of the first one they use where they'd be defending it on the main roster and on uh, NXT itself. So that might be something we see in the future. All right, Sound Street, what do you got? So pretty much as I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, um, I got to take the moment. That promo exchange between Theory and KO, straight fire and it was on the point to where you take a little bit of reality you know what kind of all of us in the universe are kind of thinking you splash a little bit of direction and then you got some magic and that's what those two did because you know they took elements of reality you know obviously we all watched it but especially when ko was talking about you talking about how you have been star chosen to to to, to be the next in line well that's not how this company runs anymore like damn and then, you know, Theory held his own. And again, got to give it to Theory. Theory is a guy that, like him or love him, you better get used to him. Because they are grooming this boy to be a man and to be the man one day. And he is going to be the man. And he's showing us day in and day out when you are going up against great matches. You are holding your own mic skills and in the ring. And man, he sure did hell did it with Kevin Owens. I can't wait till next week to see them two go at it. Um Another thing that I will add to my uh, too sweet for the week is NXT. You got to see the super diva, Quincy Elliott versus Sean Gallagher. I had to look double time. Is that Gallagher's younger brother? I wasn't sure. But uh, <laughs> you remember that guy? Anyways, but, uh, you know, I like Quincy Elliott. This dude is like if you took Velvet Velveteen Dream and took him to a buffet and fed him a whole bunch and – and just let him, just let the cage off. Let him be him. That's what you got. Man, 
What a beautiful human being. I love everything about him. And we're going to see a lot coming towards uh, his presence in NXT 2.0. But that's my too sweet for the week. I think we can uh, safely call him like Velveteen Lee. A combination. <laughs> yes. Of yes. And Velveteen Dream into one. <laughs> you, hold on. Real quick. Did he remind you of Viscera a little bit? Oh, yeah. Just because. Yeah. 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 I, I, I totally agree. He's got a little Mabel thing going on there. Good for him. Hey. All right, Steve, what do you got? All right, so Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho was an amazing main event this week on Dynamite. Uh, as Jericho said in a promo, he found the, fount the, the fountain of youth. Um, dude looks great, and he's doing amazing matches with amazing workers. Brian Danielson is one of, if not the best worker in the business currently. Um, I, I, I can't say enough about what you know, what these guys are doing. Um, and especially with the degree that they're picking up the ball in the wake of, you know, the children being gone from the company, at least temporarily. Um, so yeah, Moxley, Danielson, Jericho, all of these guys, you've got your core nucleus of who should be your locker room leadership right there. Treat them as such. Um, elsewhere, Swerve in our glory versus the Lucha brothers was great. Um, all four dudes killed it this week. Um, special shout out to Penta and Keith Lee for hitting probably one of the biggest Canadian destroyers that I've ever seen in my life. Um, that was, that was awesome. That was awesome that Lee was able to, to get over on that and to make that work, made it look amazing. Um, unfortunately, I think that this is probably going to be the last hurrah for swerving our glory as, Tony's probably going to be pulling the trigger and putting the titles, the tag titles on the acclaimed at Arthur Ashe. At least he should. Um, again, to echo Street's point, Johnny Gargano and Chad Gable was freaking amazing as well. Just great stuff. Great to see Johnny Gargano back in the ring. And last but not least, NXT 2.0 and the Nickelodeon color scheme is done. Too sweet of the week Man. for that. Uh, obviously, if you didn't see it at the end of the video package, summing up the last year of NXT 2.0, the paint splattered logo went away and was replaced by a white, black, and gold branding. Here we fucking go. Uh, and here we fucking go to what the fuck. Uh, Steve, why don't you uh, tell us what your uh, WTF uh, were this week? Sure thing. So the very first thing that came to my mind was The Firm's promo. Yeah, The Firm. Yeah, that's the name of the group led by Stokely Hathaway. Uh, it just didn't click. Just didn't click for me whatsoever. Okay, let me get this straight. Ethan Page going for the All-Atlantic title. Good. <laughs> great. Hell yeah. Whatever. Lee Moriarty going for the ROH Pure title. Sure, whatever. The Guns going for the tag titles. Okay. Morrissey doing whatever he wants, which clearly based on his body language and uh, his facial expressions in the promo, he certainly looks like he wants to do anything other than what he's doing right now. Um, they brought this guy in, made a deal out of him, and he already looks like he hates his life and he wants to be somewhere else. Well, <sighs> what the they fuck? Brought him, and they brought him in before Triple H took over, so I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, elsewhere, AEW doing another show in Chicago. 
fuck in November fucking seriously I mean I, I I can't I really truly can't wait for the Chicago audience to hijack the entire show and chant for CM Punk for fuck's sake Tony give Chicago a rest man you you do five six dates a year there you've got market saturation get over to the west coast it's good to see that you've got you know you you've booked a show in Seattle that's cool now get the rest of the West Coast a little bit of love, please. Um, and obviously, Double or Nothing is here every year. I'm not saying come to Vegas. There's a lot of other ground to cover. Uh, and then last but not least, two words, Luigi fucking Primo. I mean, at least his cameo appearance on Dynamite consisted of him getting introduced and then getting his fucking head kicked in by Ethan Page. Good payday and exposure for Luigi, but still, really? Well, you know, I'm going to follow you up because uh, I, I echo a lot of your sentiments. Uh, the uh, first thing, though, Logan Paul still hasn't been paid by Floyd May Mayweather. Holy shit. That was pretty stunning. And the great call out by Logan to use that space. Uh, Steve, uh, I thought of it like this. AEW debuted the new 50s doo-wop group Stokely and the Randos because that's what it fucking felt like. Like, what the fuck is that? Um so I, dude, I thought it couldn't get any worse because you had that uh, promo with Hook and Inaction Fatson, um, and then right after that, that's when we get Luigi fucking Primo. Uh, I was I didn't know how to be more offended. Was it the Italian stereotype or the indie wrestler stereotype? Because <laughs> he had them both going on pretty fucking strong. I think TK must owe him some coke money. Uh, because uh, he's a pizza guy, right? And they deliver with Coke. So that ain't flour. Oh my God! I uh, okay. So, but let's let's turn it into a positive. TK, if you're listening, have Papa John there, okay? Have him <laughs> against Nick Gage in a pizza cutter versus cost dough match, <laughs> where the whole match is showing in picture in picture. During a long Domino's commercial. That's it. One shot Domino's commercial. That's money for you. Make it. And speaking about money, Matt Hardy, you've got enough. Fucking retire, dude. Holy shit. And are you pregnant with the next Hardy kid? Because that's what it looked like, buddy. You're done. Let it go. It's over. Retire. Uh, and, uh, you know, you said it earlier, Steve, Swerve and Lee versus Lucha Pros. I swear to God, I knew that was the minute you were uh, sending off a little special love into the air because that's my first thought is, oh, God, Steve is totally all over this one. So, uh, and, and by the way, Orange Cassidy threw the worst punch in wrestling history on PAC. Holy shit. Uh, I, yeah. So, some crazy shit going on. Uh, <laughs> Simon, what do you got, man? Well, nothing as exciting as you two lads. However, you know, I got to say, what the... F whenever you have four people or four women that you're excited about, mind you, in this preface, in the ring as competitors, in Nikita Lyons, Zoe Stark, Kiana James, and Ariana Grace... You would figure with that type of awesomeness, beauty, everything you could want in a match, it would, it would translate into a great match. 
No, that did not happen. And now maybe that's just my sentiment. It seemed very discombobulated. It seemed like there was no synergy on both sides. Oh my gosh. It, it, I only watched because like I said, I really want the best for these four ladies, <laughs> two of them, which yeah. are supposed to be an established tag team in Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. They look like they didn't even, they looked better when they were almost going to be in the tournament. than you know, the, the women's tag team tournament a couple weeks back versus now, I don't know. They're going to have to fix some shit with that because I just was scratching my head with on that one. Uh, second, what the fuck is, uh, Liv Morgan challenging Ronda Rousey to an extreme rules match. Cringe. Cringe de la cringe. I don't get it. Like, stop pushing her on, like, like, I'm not even going to spend any more energy on that. Y'all know where I'm at, and everybody listening knows where I'm at. Last but not least, TK, please do something with Hobbs. Please. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, I don't see why you're trying to showcase him against jobbers. I don't understand why we got to see him in Starks again. He beat the shit out of Starks. And then now all of a sudden, Starks going to come out and be like, oh, hell no. Coming down the ring. I'm just going to hit you. I don't even get it. Hobbs actually looked pretty damn decent in the ring in general. Even his promos, he seems confident. Get this man a big piece of meat to chew on. Show us what you're working with. Stop, stop picking your teeth with Starks. That's my what the fuck for the week. You know, and that's a great point. Uh, Matt DiMartino, if you had your money on Matt DiMartino going over Hobbs, uh, Jesus Christ. You know, yeah, you're, you're he, right. he, he did provide the only blood in the entire telecast when he potatoed Hobbs. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, they, they all can't be winners. And uh, obviously... And we got to look out. So, uh, what's coming up? I'll shoot out the lookout here on my end, really quick here. Um, agreed with Kevin Owens versus Theory. That should be just fucking amazing. Uh, I personally am looking out for Logan Paul versus Roman. I think that. It's perfect because it's not in canon. It's in Saudi Arabia. It's, uh, you know, something you can use as a one-off, and you're going to get a lot of fucking media attention on that. So uh, just a just a good idea to, to let that happen there. Um, I'm going to say look out for JoJo Siwa wrestling at some point. You know, she did the um, WrestleMania hype, uh, you know, ticket sales show and now she's front row i think she's going to be in the ring at some point within the next two years i am actually excited to see Liv versus ronda in an extreme rules match because either Liv is going to get hurt really bad that she can't retain the championship much longer or it's just going to be such a train wreck that you're not going to be able to take your eyes off of it because ronda's going to beat the shit out of her and yet Liv's going to still win. <laughs> so it's it's a win-win in, uh, in uh, bullshit. Um, but the tension in the bloodline with Jay is becoming interesting. Right before Solo goes out, he brings his boy Sammy with him, and Sammy gives Jay that look, and it looks like Jay Uso, they might be positioning him to be the person who, when the bloodline kind of, 
breaks off a little bit, Jay might get a singles push. And I think that is not a bad idea. All right, Simon Street, what do you got, man? Well, pretty much what I got on the lookout is actually uh, two people. Um, one would, I would, well, two people in one event, all right? Two people would, and I mentioned them earlier, is definitely Keanu James and Adriana Grace. I really think that there's something there with those two. They have the, the charisma that, that, that would demand. And when I think of the future picture of what the women's division will be in WWE within the next couple of years, I really see them two fixed on it. I know that maybe a lot of people may not share my sentiment now, but if you watch NXT, uh, formerly known as NXT 2.0, damn, that feels so good to say that. Um, you're you're, you're going to see a lot more seasoning with these ladies. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to be cooking up a lot of memorable matches and you're going to see them develop, uh, you know, beyond some of the names that we first saw in the beginning of the year of 2.0. Um, and the next thing, too, is I'm really, uh, you know, looking forward to Saudi Arabia. You know, I know Impact does not share my sentiments. He won't be watching it, but that's fine. He'll be with me in spirit as we have done. How many years have we done this uh, now right. out of the contract for seven? Is this the fifth one or the sixth one? I can't. I lose count. In, in, it's, been three, it's been three years worth. So Okay, okay, okay. And, there's, and they're yeah. supposed to do seven, right? Is it seven or five? And they, it might have gone up to ten for all we know. Possibly. Yeah. For a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. So got to get that uh, Saudi blood money. You ain't lying. And uh, and that's what I'm looking forward to is the presence of social media. I know I've been a bit advocate of, especially with the likes of Joe Siwa before she ended up on WrestleMania, that if WWE really wanted to get a mesh and change the landscape of attracting that younger demographic, they needed to reach out. And Logan Paul faces uh, up against, you know, the tribal chief in something that he doesn't technically have to win because he's winning big time. You know how many people who probably don't even watch wrestling? Or yet alone, Saudi Arabia uh, shows that we've had the last three years will now watch it because, you know, he is. And might I add, too, his brother, a week apart, is facing who in UFC. So, again, those brothers are doing some magical things. I don't even like them personally, but I do recognize the hustle. And, you know, keep making that money, man, because there's enough on the table. All right, Steve, what are you looking out for? All right, so uh, I'll go ahead and echo the sentiments of both you guys. I think that uh, that Roman and Logan Paul will actually be much better than what a lot of people thought as soon as it was announced. I know I saw a lot of uh, a lot of stuff online that was criticizing the decision for the match. I think that it's perfect business sense. Um, quite frankly, you hit the nail right on the head, Michaels. It's not canon, so you can have. Logan, go out there, give a great showing. Obviously, he'll take the L, but uh, just how many eyes will that get on the WWE product by having him in the main event challenging for the undisputed championship right there in Saudi Arabia? No matter where it's located, you're going to get an uptick in viewers and an uptick in subscriptions to Peacock, uh, and it's it just makes all the sense in the world. Um Elsewhere, uh, so evidently we're finally getting Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara, finally, on Rampage, no less. Uh, those two are going to go at it. Uh, in case you were under a rock, um, the, the last time that these two were slated to have a match was at All Out. Uh, the two got into a backstage altercation, uh, which led to uh, Eddie Kingston being suspended for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, we'll see what happens in that match. If it's just a complete squash or if, uh, if it's competitive. Um, elsewhere, 
Uh, Christopher Daniels, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, and Pat Buck have all been reinstated and suspensions have been lifted for these guys. So it looks like as if we're starting to hopefully turn a corner uh, in this investigation, I'm genuinely looking out and looking forward to see what comes out of this so that we can put this shit behind us and actually focus on the in-ring product and not on the behind-the-scenes drama bullshit. Well, you know, that that guy is out for eight months at least with a tear, so I don't think <laughs> we know at least that's going to go away for a long time. So that's a big thing. Um, Look in my eyes. What do you see? Muffins from Mindy's Bakery, yo. <laughs> that's some tasty-ass uh, muffins. <laughs> uh, speaking about muffins, yeah. Uh, I guess muffin top old Eddie Kingston there uh, versus Sammy should be interesting. I just hope he keeps his fucking shirt on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, he should purposely take the shirt off. That way, it'll add new depth of cringeworthiness in the legacy that is Mr. Kingston. Hey, I, I think we need to get a pose down between the uh, the dude on NXT, Hank, and, uh, and Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Let, let's have the two brands, let's have the two companies come together. Let's get a super pose down for those dudes. Hell, at least a best of show calendar, 2023. <laughs> Add a whole bunch of oil to them photo shots, man, it'd be fine. It'd be fire. You, you know, though, that the problem is, is that <laughs> January, you start with Eddie Kingston, and February, March, April, and May are all the stomach. So, oh, hey, hey, and if there's a month we left off, you could always, you can never go wrong with a little Matt Hardy because that baby bunny oh. got in there really could use some work when's he do i don't, I don't know. know i think it's the ninth hardy kid right something like yeah. that they're, yeah they're something like that breeding like mormons all right here we go let's see what our best in show was. all right steve Bookended by two great main event caliber matches. It's AEW Dynamite this week for me. Uh, you had uh, you had Sammy Guevara, John Moxley to start the show, and you ended the show with Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. Um, in the middle, you had a little bit of something for everybody. Some good, some not so good, but all in all, it was the most entertaining show that I watched this week. So it's my best in show. Awesome. Uh, what do you got, Simon? Um, you know, I would definitely say uh, my best in show for me was going to be NXT 2.0, not 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 to be, uh, you know, hugely in the lead, followed by uh, Monday Night Raw. But NXT, I just felt like, you know, for celebrating a, a full year of uh, NXT 2.0, they did a good job. I mean, there was only one match that I mentioned a little bit earlier that little that fell a little bit short. But most of the matches were really good. And, you know, uh, you know, we didn't really talk about it in the show, but. Creed Brothers versus, uh, you know, Pretty Deadly, uh, you know, cage match was was really good. And they added a great twist to it. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, just 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 all, all around. NXT does really good with their pacing, does really good with their booking. Um, I did appreciate, although I wasn't the biggest of fans of the, of the watercolor logo, I, I feel that NXT 2.0 with the, uh, you know, vignette they did of them in a year's time was really well. I think they covered all of the great highlights that we did get a chance to talk about. And it's, it's interesting because when you look at it, a year passes by so quickly. Uh, Cause I swear we were bitching and complaining about it 
uh, less than a year ago. But hey, you know, NXT 2.0 served its purpose. And uh, uh, much in like how when it changed the first time, not much is going to change other than the logo. Yeah, I think that's a very actually valid point in terms of what's, I think, let's face it, what's really changed? Vince McMahon. He's he's out of the picture completely now. So, um, and they're still doing, they're achieving what they set out to achieve with it, which is, um, you know, taking these young guys, and, and by the way, NXT was, was my choice too this week. Um, you take these young guys and you get them seasoned to the point where you can call them up and have them fit straight in. It's finally starting to happen. I think that that was probably one of the most frustrating things that people were dealing with, right? You get guys called up who you loved in NXT, who were monsters in NXT. Um, you know, you can even go to guys uh, who, you know, look, a guy like Drew McIntyre, he went to NXT when he came back. He had a nice little run. They brought him up, and then he was able to continue. But then you look at someone who was in that situation of these guys recently, like a Keith Lee or like a Karrion mm -hmm. Cross, right? Who just got fucking buried. And unfortunate for, you know, the NXT fan base, they saw that as, you know, just killing what they what they loved. The interesting thing here is that you're seeing all this stuff now together melt in, which is these young athletic people who, you know, you would think that it, it would be like, like, is that person really going to be a good wrestler? And there's a couple more vignettes that they showed this week of people who are in that category. They're athletes who are now wrestlers. And we're going to see where that goes. And it's already exciting because, you know, you brought up Theory as being kind of a future. You got Braun Breaker right behind Theory. Mm -hmm. And then look at all the other talent that you have. That's kind of that supporting mesh of, of these guys who are going to be the next – it's interesting when you can literally point to all three programs now and go, holy shit, they're starting to actually formulate and come together with, you know, being able to now the brand split isn't as fucking stupid as it was. You know, guys can just show up. Gable had that great match on Monday night with Gargano and then can still come down and interrupt Brown Strowman beating the shit mm -hmm. out of people with otis and now that's you know you just gave otis something to do with with stroman yep. and gave stroman mm -hmm. something that he's going to look like an established beast so there's a lot of stuff there that you know this is when people who have that kind of experience can bring shit like that together forget about it it's going to be uh you know it's going to be something special going forward so uh you know Thank you for uh, tuning in, everyone who's listening on the podcast. We appreciate it. Anyone watching live who's been, uh, you know, either commenting or, uh, you know, uh, interacting with us, uh, stay tuned. We're going to be going to three count here in just a little bit. But uh, uh, we do appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, of course. And, um, you know, this uh, 
next coming few weeks is going to be very interesting. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. So uh, keep your eyes open, especially here in Las Vegas, too. Uh, remember, we got Impact Wrestling coming in. Uh, I believe it's the uh, 21st and 22nd of September, I believe. And then you have uh, FSW doing their Mecca show on the 23rd, which is that Sunday. So uh, some uh, big stuff going on here in Vegas. And, uh, you know, we all do this because we love wrestling. And uh, we appreciate you guys for uh, tuning in and listening. And uh, a shout out to our new listeners in the Netherlands. So, uh, yeah. One of the places I want to visit. Let's yeah. get let's get a fan base down there. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, that's exciting. So uh, and of course, remember if you guys are from out of town and you guys are in Vegas, let us know, and uh, mm-hmm. Steve will take you out for uh, drinks and uh, steak. You know, yeah, steak. And, Lobster. and uh, you know, Steve's got right. he's got the comps, man. He's got the comps. So that's why they call him Sin City and not uh, for rump. <laughs> Secret Perump agent number five would be his name if he was from Perump. Because nobody knows the secrets that deep. Hello. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week. Happy wrestling, everybody. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.